Welcome to the Stop the Vanilla podcast. Today we're going to start a three-part podcast series that was kind of requested by our listeners to really talk about what this pandemic has done and, and how it will change strategic planning, how it'll change talent planning, talent management. And so today I have uh, Mark Zielinski, who is a, a team member here, a strategy and talent advisor here at Stop the Vanilla. And, and so we're going to, in our first podcast today of the three-part series, we're going to talk about how the pandemic has really changed strategic planning and what it potentially looks like moving forward. In our second podcast, we're going to talk about how the pandemic has and will change talent development, talent management. And then the third podcast, we're going to take your specific questions and answer your specific questions that you have around uh, strategic planning, talent development, uh, leadership, as we move not only through this pandemic, but hopefully past it, and what that looks like, and what we're seeing within our client base, and the questions that we're getting from our clients and our and our listeners. And so this is all about helping you uh, think through how your organization and department is working on strategic planning right now, on strategy development, and also on the talent piece. And so our hope and intent today is having conversations around best practices, uh, different ideas, just to, if there's one takeaway you get out of each podcast that you do in your organization, that is what we're trying to accomplish here with this three-part podcast series. Welcome back to the Stop the Vanilla podcast. I'm Steve Van Remortal. This podcast will give you the knowledge, the templates, and the practical steps to achieve what you want in your business, your career, and your life by having the right plan implemented by the right talent. So Mark, uh, welcome to the Stop the Vanilla podcast. We used to be in the studios here, but because of the pandemic, we're, uh, we're on the Stop the Vanilla Zoom podcast studio. Pretty nice stuff, huh? <laughs> yeah, Steve, I appreciate being here today. I, I look forward to the opportunity to chat with the listeners. All right. So today, our, our first podcast in the series is going to talk about strategic planning and, and how the pandemic has changed it. And one of my favorite quotes that really resonates with me during this time frame is by Warren Buffett. And he says, you know who's been swimming naked when the tide goes down? And guess what, Mark? The tide just went down, didn't it? The tide went down in a big way. And, you know, no one could ever prepare for something like this. I mean, our entire country wasn't prepared for something like this. But there is a point in that quote that says you're going to be better prepared if you're thinking through, you know, where you're going, if you're planning, if you're, you know, having some strategic dialogue around where the business is headed. Um, and so the, the companies that we work with here at Stop the Vanilla, you know, weren't prepared for a pandemic in essence, but they were prepared, more prepared for the, you know, the ups and downs that we face as business owners and business leaders. And so that quote just resonates with me because it makes so much sense, you know, and, um, you know, no one wants to <laughs> literally, uh, you know, see who's been swimming naked, but it's the companies that are really struggling right now uh, that are you know, trying to work their way through this, where the ones that have a good planning system in place and they have good routine and good cadence and good communication, those are the ones that are at least working their way through it. So in your exposure, Mark, to obviously your clients and you've been working with, um, 
What have you seen? Um, how has the pandemic affected their planning? How has their planning prepared them for this? Um, and just what, what have been some best practices or things that you've seen out of this regarding strategy development? Well, Steve, uh, uh, there's a continuum there. Uh, some companies do a much better job of working on the business, thinking about, thinking about strategy and talent, and, uh, and others less so. And what's really important is that long-term planning, strategic planning, strategic thinking, working on the business, just needs to be part of their culture. Um, it's, uh, it's an ongoing iterative process, uh, not just, and I, I was used to this in my past life when I worked for a couple of firms where planning was, a, uh, was an annual event where you, you did the financials and you, you uh, went through your budgets and you had a big event, a two-day event where uh, everybody got together and then you built a business plan and went on a shelf. That's not uh, a very effective way to, uh, to run a company or to run, run a plan. Uh, it needs to be iterative. You need to talk about it at leadership team meetings on a regular basis, whether that's uh, monthly or quarterly. But you need to uh, get away from the day-to-day, -day, which is very, very difficult because that's when all the emergencies happen. And you need to set aside time to, uh, to talk about the long-term, about the risks, about the threats of the business. And, and the companies that I work with that do that on an ongoing basis really have fared better in this pandemic because they've thought through, not, not this kind of specific issue, but they've thought through challenges that can happen to them. Yeah. Now, so what we've seen as an organization um, in the strategy world is that the strategy process has to become more fluid, more agile, um, more, I don't want to say short term, because you still have your vision out there. You know, you still got what you want the company to look like in three years. But there's a, there's a lot more, like, I always use the word bobbing and weaving, right? There's, we got to make more adjustments. And so we, one of the things we implemented probably a couple of years ago in our organization here and, and are implementing across our client base is really this concept of four-month sprints, right? Being very agile. So you're getting together monthly to, you know, review plan execution, look at the metrics, make sure things are going the right way. Um, but every four months, you're getting together to evaluate your goals, evaluate the strategy, and making sure that, you know, we're still on the mark because things are moving quicker. They're changing. I mean, the uncertainty, I mean, the biggest um, takeaway from this whole thing is just for the first time in my career, um, I can't, I, there's uncertainty on the future, right? We can't see the back end of this thing yet. We don't know the end game. You know, in 2008, when we had the Great Recession, um, you know, you could start seeing, you know, when it starts coming back slowly, you can, you know, you know there's an end game to it. Uh, we don't know what the end game here is. And so meeting more often, um, having shorter sprints, um, talking strategy more often is, is the mode today and how the pandemic has really shifted planning because you have to be able to adapt. Um, you know, if one of your competitors goes out of business right now or, um, you know, you have to make changes in your in your in your P&L, your profit and loss statement, because you got to make some change, you know, reduce some costs um, or you got to specifically drive revenue in a certain area. Those are things that have to be talked about more often and um, 
you know, adapted to quicker. So this four-month agile planning model has been really well-received, and it's what we're seeing a lot of companies do right now because it, it allows them to bob and weave based on the changes that are happening in the marketplace. Uh, have you, you seen know, Steve, that as well? Yeah, yeah, Steve, uh, you know, there's some real practical concepts and examples of why the four-month sprint is, is really a great idea. Um, going back uh, again to past life where you do an annual business plan, everyone puts together action plans, important things that need to happen. And what can happen, human nature again, is some of those very difficult strategic things don't get worked on for nine or 10 months because you haven't, you haven't run out of your time frame yet, but you really haven't started something very important. Um, so the four-month sprint keeps those important things right in front of you. And then you talk about them on a regular basis and you, 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 you get to work right away. And, and there's no hiding from the fact that you, you know, we all are held accountable to our action plans, correct? So when you have a four-month sprint, they're right in front of you. Yeah. I was talking to a CEO the other day, and he made a very interesting uh, uh, comment that his leadership team for the first time is having more time to work on the business because there's less day-to-day -day noise, right? There's less day stuff pulling us into it. And one of the comments that he made that was very interesting was, is as the noise starts increasing again, you know, as we reopen right now and the noise of the day-to-day -day business starts increasing again, how do his leaders stay focused on working on the business and try to minimize that noise? I thought that was an interesting concept because, and he was actually pretty excited about it. Here's a company that, you know, had to let quite a few people go um, to survive it. Um, and he's talking about his leadership team working on the business and trying to minimize noise. And I just, I thought that was brilliant from a standpoint of, you know, how do, how do, what things can we take away from this that we learn about how we can be better? And his leadership team is learning that they can't get stuck in the noise. And I, I just thought that was an interesting, you know, statement. Leaders, yeah, Steve, uh, leaders need to be both disciplined and nimble. Uh, they need to be disciplined enough to uh, take the time to work on the business and shift from the day-to-day -day, uh, working in the business, uh, jump into working on the business in whatever frequency is, is important to your business and then back again, and then teach all of your, uh, all of your uh, uh, leaders and managers to do the same because otherwise, the day-to-day -day just gobbles up your time, uh, whether it's an important customer or getting shipments out the door or whatever that issue is, um, you have to take the time, and it doesn't have to be a ton of time, but you have to take the time uh, to work on the business. So the first takeaway that we've seen uh, in change in strategy development is that it's in much shorter sprints, right? It's more agile. The second thing that we've seen is that this this pandemic, this time period has really forced leaders to recognize the need to work on the business. And I see more and more companies picking up on that. Um, and then the third thing that I'm seeing companies doing right now is they're, they're resetting their vision, right? I, I'm not necessarily saying they're changing it, but they're saying, okay, with the new landscape, um, with the new you know, uncertainty that we have here for a little while, how has our vision changed? Is the target still the same? Because 
one of the most important takeaways from strategy development is that you give not only your leadership team, but everybody in your organization this bullseye, this target to make decisions towards, right? And so if we have to reset the target, let's have that conversation, and then let's communicate that to the rest of the organization so that decisions that are being made every day across the organization, regardless if they're in the boardroom or on the plant floor, they're being made to move towards that that target, to advance towards that target. And so if you don't have a target out there for your team members to make the decisions, they're making decisions based on personable variables, right? It's Memorial Day weekend this weekend, and I'm thinking about I'm going up north, you know, versus thinking I got to make a decision based on what moves the company towards that vision sooner. So those are three key takeaways that I've seen in strategy, more agile planning, more focus on the business, and a time this this pandemic has really forced us to reset our vision because it's it's a different world out there now and we have more information right our vision here we're in the process of we're going to be resetting shortly um we're coming going to do that at the end of this year anyway so we're going to reset it based on what we know now um and so that's just another takeaway have has there been any other takeaways mark that you've seen that how strategy's been strategy development's been impacted with the pandemic well, with the, I, I want to go back to what you said. You know, I think one of your comments is extremely important uh, in that uh, resetting the vision. Uh, the world is changing all the time. The threats are changing all the time. The business environment is uh, constantly on the move. So, uh, sitting down with your leadership team and and uh, changing, modifying, tweaking that vision a little bit as you go forward as long as you're stretching it out there for the organization is a very healthy thing. Um, and and uh, that really shouldn't be minimized. And, and then the next thing is uh, in the old traditional SWOT analysis, the T is all about threats, right? Do we really spend enough time thinking about the threats to our business? In this case, it's a pandemic, which none of us ever could have predicted, but there are other more obvious threats to uh, us achieving our vision? And do we spend enough time really thinking about the things that could negatively impact our achieving that goal? Yeah. Yeah. The the fourth takeaway for me from the learning from this, and I've seen a lot of leaders talk about is just the need to be proactive, very proactive, um, not reactive in how you uh, do your planning, right? So thinking ahead. So some of the takeaways out of this podcast um, I, I, that resonate for me that I'm going to take in our organization is is making sure that we have our goal set for the next uh, you know the next four months that everybody has action plans to work on the business that we're looking at our metrics on a weekly and a monthly basis so that if things are changing underneath us we see that right and having leading and lagging indicators so that nothing's, you know, so we don't get surprised, if you will, all of a sudden something's de- something's deteriorated and we weren't aware of it. And so those are just some of the takeaways. So like really be, on, be very focused and engaged in your strategic planning, your strategic thinking, and you're working on the business right now. Um, I don't think I've ever in my 20 year, 20 plus years of doing this that I've ever been more impacted on how important um, strategic conversations are uh, today more than ever before. And, you know, no one wants to get caught when the tide goes down. And so the takeaway for me is 
if we weren't doing enough planning, if we weren't prepared for something like this, then let's never let that happen again, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if you look at the current environment, there are very few businesses that that uh, are not going to have to work substantially differently. Uh, obviously, the hospitality industry and the uh, the events like football games and all that are going to change, but we're all going to be doing this, uh, doing business differently. I heard today that Facebook is is uh, uh, looking at uh, pushing most of their employees back into working at home. Um, uh, travel, uh, trade shows, uh, making face-to-face -face sales calls, all those things are going to be different for most industries and it's going to vary uh, pretty significantly all over the place, but we're all going to be impacted. This thing is going to change the way the world works and we need to be a little bit creative in how we uh, really think about our business. Another part, uh, something else that I would encourage uh, business leaders uh, to consider right now is evaluating their differentiation, their value proposition, their competence, call it whatever you want. Here at Stop to Vanilla, we call it your competence, or your mint chocolate chip. And it's why is a customer going to choose to do business with you versus somebody else? It's, it's what creates that differentiation, that separation between you and your competition. And it's why you get 3%, 5%, 7% more in margin than your competitors because you provide something unique, something different that your competitors don't have. And as part of your evaluation of your vision and your goals right now, I would encourage you to also take time uh, and evaluate the why. Why is a customer going to choose to do business with you? Has it changed because of this pandemic? Um, or is it more value than ever before? Um, I was with a company yesterday, and um, and I talked to several people individually. And one of my questions for all of them is, why does a customer choose us versus somebody else? And I got I got very different answers from everybody. Right. So that, so this is a time now to really evaluate your value proposition or your competence, and spend time on that, and make sure that it's still relevant today, it's still value today, or do we have to modify and change our competence? So. There's an example in town here where, you know, there's a tent company uh, and they made tents for events, right? Well, there's not any events going on right now. So what they do, they make, they're making tents for medical hospitals, which, I mean, that is a brilliant pivot of their strategy. And so their competence of making tents didn't change. Um, but what changed was their target market, right? So as you're evaluating your vision right now, and in our vision template, which you can get at StopTheVanilla.com, our competence, our differentiation is part of our vision. And so is the target market. So evaluate your competence, make sure that it's relevant, make sure your customers will value it, make sure you're delivering value, you're differentiating yourselves, but then also make sure that your target markets are the same. Um, have you seen any, anything in your, uh, with your clients, Mark, or out there talking to leaders that relates to this this concept of making sure our differentiation is relevant not only during the pandemic but afterwards well steve one of the things that you just said stuck with me and i think it's very common out there and that is uh that when you ask uh the key people in your organization whether it's on the sales team or the leadership team what is the competence of the organization uh without a lot of proactive effort you're going to get uh, different answers from a whole bunch of people, and that really shouldn't occur. If you're really doing this correctly, everyone uh, understands the vision, understands the competence, and it's 
it's well communicated throughout the organization. And I would say that uh, early on in, in uh, my experience with, with clients, uh, that is true more often than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So making sure there's, uh, what would be the word, that there's clarity across the organization on what our competence is and what is my role in delivering that. So that, that has been a huge takeaway for me during this time frame as well, as several companies have had to change how they deliver their competence. Like think about restaurants, right? They had to move to take out, you know, pick up, delivery, um, orders to go. Um, so they had to transition their strategy, how they operated day to day. And that to me, one of, the, one of the other takeaways that I've really seen with leaders that are very proactive during times like this is that they always look for the opportunity in, in, a, in, a, in a significant challenge like this, right? What is the opportunity that this, that this new world provides? Um, and so as you're thinking about the opportunities for your business, uh, Mark and I prepared some questions that you can think about. And uh, these are out there um, on our website and in, in our podcast notes. But... You know, think about these questions as you're developing your strategy, and I'll just go through a couple of them, Mark. You know, how does meeting remotely versus in-person affect your business, affect your strategy? Uh, how does the increased use of technology to operate your business impact your business? Uh, how does smaller social gatherings of people versus larger events impact your business? Um, how, this is a big one for me. How does the reshoring of products back from China <laughs> in uh, other countries impact your business. I think personally there's going to be a huge fallout for China in the next six months to a year that anytime you see a product that says made in China, that's not going to be positively perceived for some time. Um, you know, how does, uh, um, how does the sanitation in public places impact your business? Um, how, does, how does people being more at home and entertaining and and being at home more often impact your business? Like, I would assume remodeling and furniture and mattresses and those types of sales are all gonna be way up, right? So we have a list of questions here we put together that you can consider as you evaluate your vision and your strategy because um, our world has changed and in that change is opportunity. Um, And that's what you gotta find. So if I summarize, Mark, what our takeaways have been in interacting with leaders you know, it was about it was about being more um, working on the business more often. Um, it was being you know bring making sure that there's clarity around your vision with the rest of the organization, what the competence is. It's about working on the business uh, consistently and making that part of your culture. It's about looking for the opportunities and really challenging it. Um, it's about being more agile in your planning um, and meeting more often, but for shorter periods of time. Um, and so those were some of the key takeaways. Any other key takeaways you want to add, Mark, before we, uh, we wrap up our strategy conversation during this pandemic? Uh, not really, Steve, other than I, I would just encourage leaders just to be very disciplined, to put it on their uh, calendar and their agenda, whether it's every month or every six weeks, you know, to regularly talk to your team uh, about uh strategy in the longer term working on the business and just get out of the day-to-day for a period of time to talk about these kinds of issues if you do that you're going to be ahead yeah better prepared and if i go back to this the quote that i used on at the opening is you know you know who's been swimming naked when the tides goes down let's just make sure that you got your swim trunks on (laughs) 
right. And that's a that's What's a meta that? that's a metaphor. That's a metaphor, right? That's a it's a, okay. it's not a literal translation, but make sure that your organization is prepared for whatever comes and you know, and that you are quickly prepared or can quickly adjust to what happens because in today's environment you got to be quick, you got to be ready to move, you got to be strategic. And when you do those things, you will be rewarded for that. Um, and so now, you know, we, Mark and I just wanted to go at the strategy conversation, how strategy development has changed in this pandemic and how, what it's going to look like moving forward. So hope that you had one or two key takeaways out of that. If you have our next podcast we're going to record is on how talent is going to be changed. And we're seeing a lot of changes in talent development and talent management, which uh, we look forward to sharing with you uh, and helping you be prepared for the changes that are coming in the talent world. If there's, and then our third podcast of this three-part series is going to be on what questions do you have about strategy development, about talent development, about leadership in in the world that we're in right now. And, and you know, I'm not suggesting that Mark and I are going to have all the answers for it, but what I am suggesting is that we're going to have some strategic dialogue around it that will bring value to you that you can take away from these discussions. Because the biggest takeaway that I have and Mark and I just talked about that comes out of this for all of us as leaders is having more conversations, right? Having more strategic conversations about our business. And that to me is the biggest takeaway. And that to me is the objective of this three-part series. So thanks for joining us here on the Stop the Vanilla podcast. You know, our resource, uh, our passion here is we want to be a resource to help you achieve your business, your career, and your life goals with the right plan and the right talent. Thank you for listening to the Stop the Vanilla podcast. If today's episode would bring value to someone you know, make sure to pass it on to them. If this podcast has brought you value, make sure you leave a review helping others find it as well. If you want to receive our content, head over to StopTheVanilla.com and sign up for The Scoop, a weekly email of quick tips on strategy, talent, and leadership. Or download a ton of free resources and templates. Thanks again for tuning in to the Stop The Vanilla podcast, where we help you achieve what you want in your business, your career, and your life by having the right plan Implemented with the right talent. Let me cool you one time, you be my regular style.